0: Everyone. welcome to the Magic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Cohen, and as always, I am joined by the head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards, and today we welcome May to the show. Thanks for hopping on, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, just to quickly recap, uh, the Magic fell to the top team in the NBA 2K League, Raptors Uprising GC. Toronto buried 39 of its 49 three-point attempts in the two games combined. Truly remarkable. And that obviously made it tough to keep up the pace with them. Uh, Reezy had one of his best performances of the season in game two of the series, scoring 40 points. Uh, May, you filled up the stat sheet in both games, combining for 22 points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists, six steals, and seven blocks in the series. Uh, Jonah, I know the Raptors do a great job forcing opponents to play at their pace, uh, which is what predominantly has made them so effective. Uh, what was your take of the series uh, and what did your team do well and what would you like to see improve?
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, in, in game one, I, I would say there's not a whole lot we did well. Um, you know, I think that the, the game plan was obviously, you know, we saw that, you know, Gen G had gotten to Toronto a little bit with the press. So we wanted to, to try to apply a little pressure while still maybe not getting popped and, you know, giving up threes. Of course, that didn't really really end the way we wanted um, so going into game two we wanted to slow things down and I think we did a good j- job of that I mean we saw um, Reed's ability to create in a half court in my opinion he's one of if not the best half court point guards in the league he does an incredible job in the half court of getting good up uh, good efficient shots so um, that's something we want to always utilize when possible and and he did a great job against their defense and um, you know I, I think that's the most points that the Raptors have given up in one half all season so it's it's hard to to be too angry considering you know we're not exactly known as as this elite uh scoring offense so i mean that's the biggest takeaway from us but toronto is just an exceptional team man if you if you make one mistake they'll pop you with the three every single time so basically you you almost have to play flawlessly to have to
0: have a shot to beat them you guys now have probably your busiest schedule coming up this season you play warriors gaming squad on friday hornets venom gt on monday and 76ers gc on tuesday May, you think perhaps playing so many games in a short period of time can be a benefit as far as getting into a rhythm and potentially giving you the momentum you need to make a late season playoff push?
2: Uh well, it is what it is. Like we got the schedule that we have and I mean, for us it's huge because, you know, if we if we pull away the majority of these games, like we're looking at a whole new outlook on the season. So Um, we know right now we, I think we're sitting at two and six and we know we basically have to have a perfect, like perfect rest of the season, or we're basically looking at the ticket. So we know these next games are extremely important.
0: Jonah, I know you've said recently that you have CB 13 as your MVP front runner. Uh, he, Kenny got work and shifty Kai are probably the three leading candidates at the moment for the award. Ah, uh, what makes the Warriors' point guard so good, and why do you have him above the other two for that MVP honor?
1: Well, you know he, he's elite in a lot of ways, but um, you know last year in the league, CB13 was known as a guy who's an elite passer. He gets everyone involved, but you know maybe it wasn't a great scorer. Um, you know it wasn't that efficient from three, especially last season. And that has definitely changed this year. They're one of the top three-point shooting teams in the league. Um, granted they, they don't take a ton of attempts, not even close to the volume. I think about half Toronto does, um, even though Toronto shoots a higher percentage still yet. But, um, so, you know, they're, they're a smart team and, and Kina is incredibly intelligent. Um, you know, he's going to outsmart a lot of guys. He, he just understands the game at an incredibly, incredibly deep level. And, um, it, and is one of the best leaders I think in the NBA 2k league. So I think that's what, what makes him so great. Um, you know, th- I think the difference between him and the other two is, is I just think that he's, you know, I, I, you could make the same argument for Kai. I just think he is doing more with less, um, to be honest, or doing as much with less, I guess. And and I think that you know, Kenny, you know, has a couple guys in the perfect spot in that in that situation there. And it's not definitely a knock to him at all when I say that I think Keenan's is the MVP front runner. It would have to be Kenny and almost a neck and neck tie. So, um, but I, I, that's why I give the nod to Keenan. I just think he does he does as much, if not more, with with less.
0: Golden State is currently 6-1 in the regular season, and they play tonight against Mavs Gaming. That should be a great showdown. CB-13 and Beast move against Sherman Dimes will be a great backcourt battle. Uh, The Warriors center, Slaughter, has been solid as well this season. Uh, May, uh, he'll be your primary matchup in this series. Uh, What do you know about him, and what will it take to get the edge on him?
2: Uh, Well... We've scrimmaged the Warriors like a million times, so we kind of know how they play. Like Kina, especially if he goes to the mid range, likes to put up shots where it gives Slaughter a good chance to get the rebounds. Um, He does that on purpose, and I would say one of the benefits of me is like I feel like that doesn't rattle me. Like I feel like other centers, once the other center starts getting like a, a noticeable rebound count on them, they start playing differently or start helping less. So um, I feel like that won't bother me too much if Slaughter has the rebound count because I know that's basically their game plan. But uh, we're actually pretty confident going in because, like I said, we scrim them a lot and we actually play them pretty close, like, basically every time, so...
0: I'm curious, when you guys scrimmage other teams, is it just one game? Do you play a full series, an exhibition, or is it an all-day affair? Do you even play quarters? Does a score matter? I mean, how does that work exactly?
2: Well, we we play exactly what you would see on the stream. Um, you can't skip half times anymore, so basically, we play. If we have a scrimmage versus one team, we'll play them twice, and that'll last about probably like an hour and a half, two hours and we usually play two scrimmages a day, so two teams, and that's usually our day of practice. Shifting
0: our attention to the Hornets now, Uh, they've been one of the more pleasant surprises this season in their first year being in the league. Snubby, uh, their point guard, has been rolling. Uh, What has impressed you about Charlotte Jonah, and what's one of your key matchups in this series?
1: Well, you know, I think going into that Charlotte game that the keynote right now in the moment is, you know, the the most impressive piece of that Charlotte team is I think type their center who's currently outside of the lineup and, and for, for whatever reason. And, um, obviously, you know, we're looking to that matchup and and saying, okay, so they, they maybe aren't at at their best lineup right now. So here's a great chance, uh, to take advantage here. And, but, uh, from what they have right now, I think that the two most impressive guys in their team are are snubby their their rookie point guard, who was really drafted to be a shooting guard swing player for them and has kind of fit into that role nicely. Isn't a, a pretty elite scorer. Um, when he wants to be and and just does a really good job of controlling the game I think and uh the other player is is Bucks Zay um he he's incredible uh one of the best power forwards in the league obviously he moved, made the move to center last night still looks pretty good um and has been a long, been around a long time and is a pretty effective scorer inside so um you know obviously looking to take those guys away as much as we can and and at that point I think we we give ourselves a, a pretty clear win condition
0: The Hornets are 6-3 and and come off a win over the Pacers on Wednesday. They did lose the night before to Jazz Gaming. Uh, How much scouting do you do, May, when preparing for opponents? Do you guys watch some of the league games together as a team? Do you observe individually to get a grasp of what teams are running and how you can be effective when you play against them?
2: Uh, Well, usually both. So, like, usually the day before a game we'll watch – a game or two as a team of the team we're about to play and uh jonah on the whiteboard like write down certain stuff we need to you know watch for look out for their tendencies and then usually when i'm home i'll probably about like every day i'll watch either our team or a team we're gonna play and just like see what i need to do better and you know see like certain stuff like like i said we kind of I've played against Keenan a million times, so like I kind of know, like his tendencies and stuff. So, um, yeah, you got, you just like look for tendencies, basically.
0: After the Hornets, the Sixers will be your following opponent. Uh, they've really struggled this season. After making the finals a year ago, uh, they did pick up their first regular season win on Wednesday, beating the Pistons. Uh, Radiant was dominant in the series and they got good production from their supporting cast, including Screddy and Steez. What do you think Jonah Philly is as far as their overall makeup at this point of the season? Why haven't they thrived this season as much as the last two years?
1: Well, I think, you know, right now I look at them and I think they're a one in six team. Um, you know, I think that they're, they're weak in a couple areas and, you know, um, I also just think that this league build just does not fit them at all. This league build is just doesn't promote a lot of dribbling from your point guard. Um, it's more about fast pace, pushing it, you know, kind of running straight to the rim type of type of play style. And, um, you know, that's just not a play style that's going to favor radiant and the kind of same struggle that you've seen maybe a little from, from Reezy and, you know, from a couple of the other elite guards in the league, like fab and mom, I'm that man, I think are all kind of adjusting to this and, and still, still trying to figure it out a little bit. Um, so you know, I think that's what I, I noticed right away is that they don't look entirely comfortable. They turn the ball over maybe a little too much, um, you know, and, and at times their pick and roll defense can be can be a little weak. So you know, obviously, you know, I think that I look at that team. You know, we're, we're two and six; they're one and six. So um, you know, obviously, we're not far off. But I, I look at that team as as one that's obviously super beatable right now, and one we got to try to go beat, go take care of business.
0: Knowing that the last two champions, Knicks Gaming and T Wolves Gaming did not necessarily get off to great starts and made late season pushes. The Knicks had to win the ticket to make the playoffs. T-Wolves was kind of a middling team going into the second half of the season, and they really turned on the Jets and cruised to a championship. Does that give you guys you know, some extra confidence and a boost of momentum as far as knowing there's plenty of the season remaining? And you still have the ticket as a way to be an entrant into the playoffs is that sort of part of the mentality right now is building yourself toward a late season playoff push and the ticket as possible methods to get into the playoffs?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, one thing Josh that I'll just say in general about magic gaming is we, you know, we could be Oh, and 16, um we could be 16 and 0 we're gonna work just as hard as as if we you know if we weren't um so you know we're gonna we're gonna keep that culture here always so we're always gonna try to improve and get better um in a lot of different ways and so You know, even though our outlook may not be the most optimistic it's ever been, um, obviously, you know, there were better chances we, you know, a couple games would maybe let slip away. That's too bad. But, you know, we still have optimism towards the end of our season. We've seen progress over the last few weeks. I think if you watch us play, you can tell that we are still improving and, and somewhat trending upwards um so you know these are all really important to us you know even as an organization that we still try to improve and get better and and know that you know um the process here is somewhat effective still yet and and you know maybe maybe in a a different situation it could be even more effective so um you know we're going to keep working and and but obviously yes we still think that we are realistic have a realistic chance to make it through the regular season. And if not, I, I firmly believe we'll be one of the favorites at the ticket because I just think we are the kind of group that shows up on, on big moments and, and for big games. So we, we will see how, how it pans out here.
0: Just going around the league a bit, uh, one thing that caught my attention is that T-Wolves Gaming, uh, last year's champs, as I mentioned before, uh, made an interesting lineup adjustment. They moved Bear to Beast to the small forward spot and put Jay Money, a point guard, uh, Minnesota had been a little shaky as of late. They only went 1-3 in pool play during the tip-off tournament. Uh, that lineup change surprised you, Jonah. It seemed to work for one series. They swept Lakers gaming last night.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it surprises us. I think we, we, we scrimmage at Timberwolves a couple of times and they've run that Jay Money at the one lineup. Obviously Jay Money played point guard last season for the Heat before he was traded to to Minnesota and and uh obviously May knows knows Jay Money very well that Jay Money is his retail point guard, so um, obviously hit his point guard prowess is not something that is surprising, though I think it is still a bit shocking. You see bear off the build. but I think it just goes to show that 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 team, you know, obviously is, is willing to do what it takes to win. I think it's the biggest thing to note from that. And, and also that they do have some flexibility that, you know, obviously can be, can be utilized in certain, certain games and lineups.
0: May, I know you said recently that you think potentially shifty Kai for Gen G could win rookie of the year and MVP. That would be the first time that happened in the three years of the NBA 2K league. Uh, He the best player in the league right now to you? Uh,
2: I mean, I think right now it's probably between him and Kenny. Uh, I just think Kai sometimes just looks like a one man army. And like, he does so much from like just his wing defense. Um, And one thing him and Kenny do so well is like on the press, how they, they just disrupt what the point guard wants to do. And, I think one thing Kai just does extremely well is like in half court defense. Uh, he, I don't know, just his wing defense. He just really plays with point guards' heads, and uh, obviously he's good on offense too. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's between those two. Obviously, Kenny is ten and zero right now, so I kind of am changing towards Kenny. But I just feel like if Kai makes the playoffs with, you know, I don't know, I just think I would give him the MVP if he makes playoffs.
0: It's an interesting point as far as teams that make the playoffs and whether individual players should be honored based on their team performance. So for example, for for rookie of the year, should JBM splashy or even snubby, as we talked about before with the Hornets be in that conversation, considering their teams are ahead of Gen G in the standings. Uh, perhaps there are others you'd also throw in the mix, maybe Reg, I know you've been high on him uh, Jonah at times. Uh, is, is it a, conclusion and we're really midway through the season but is it a foregone conclusion that Shifty Kai will be the rookie of the year or will it depend on whether Genji makes the playoffs and if a team like the Wizards is sitting in the top 4 in the standings maybe JBM does enter that conversation
1: yeah, you know, I, my thought here is, you know, obviously we did not make the playoffs last year, and Reed still won Rookie of the Year. I think the difference is, you know, we we didn't make playoffs, but we were fifth in the league in wins last season. You know, we had 15 wins as a team, two semifinalist bursts at tournaments, you know, things like that. I, I you know, obviously Genji's done that already in tip off. Um, so I would kind of if they are able to kind of make a deep run at the turn and even if they're like one or two games out from the playoffs, I would almost give Kai the nod, but you know, let's say for example, the jazz turn around and they win the turn and splashy looks incredible. And he's putting 35 on everyone's head. And, you know, is, is, you know, this elite three point shooting player, like he has been so far. Like, I think it's, it'd be hard not to, have him as a front runner at that point, so I think it it can it can totally still change, even depending on the results of the team. But um, obviously, we just have a lot of games here still left, and you know we have obviously the the turn, the ticket, and then obviously you know just the the, the closing of the regular season. So still lots of games to play before I think that we can we can decide uh, kind of who's who's going to get the nod there.
0: Would you guys be in favor of some sort of all-star weekend in the NBA 2K League, maybe have like a three-point shooting contest and also an all-star game among you know the very best players in the league at each position, maybe have a full 12 to 15-man roster on each side? I think that could be kind of exciting. Would you guys uh, be in favor of that? Would you support that idea?
1: Yeah, that, that sounds really cool. I, I think it could they could do all kinds of cool things. And even if it's like a, you know, rookie versus sophomore type thing. And then, um, you know, obviously, like you said, mix in just like a normal all-star game. Like you could even create four all-star teams and kind of do it that way and, and kind of mix and match. So I think there could be all kinds of different creative ways you could implement some stuff and, and get pretty good. Uh, I mean, just pretty, pretty fun engagement and, and pretty fun games.
0: Yeah, definitely something for the league to consider as we move along here. Uh, But that's about all the time we have for this edition of the Magic Gaming Podcast. Uh, Thanks so much to Jonah and May for their great insight and analysis. Uh, So just to give you the schedule breakdown, Magic will take on the Warriors on Friday at 6 p.m., the Hornets on Monday at 7 p.m., And the Sixers on Tuesday at 7 p.m. So a lot of great Magic Emmy basketball ahead for you in the next several days. Uh, You can find all the action on the NBA 2K League's Twitch and YouTube channels. Thanks again, guys. We'll catch you later.